Good morning, and thanks for joining us today. If you were with us before, last week we finished up a three-part series we called Scars on the Soul. It was an incredible series, and today I would like to add an appendix, if you will, to that series. Not really another part, simply an appendix, some concluding thoughts, because the last few weeks have been powerful. As a matter of fact, they've taken us to some pretty dark places. We've talked about the importance uh, uh, of the discussion that we need to have about things like anxiety, things like uh, depression, things like um, disorders, things like addictions. All of those take us to some pretty dark places, and we tried in that series to point Jesus out as the answer to those series. In this appendix, I want to do something very similar. I want to talk about how we deal with some of those dark places. Indeed, we all face darkness at one time or another. I want to start with this statement and kind of build it through the message today. Uh, God is not afraid of the dark. Now, just in case you wondered, God is not afraid of the dark. In fact, God is the antithesis of darkness. First John chapter 1 tells us this. John says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. He didn't say that God provides light. He doesn't say that God gives light. He doesn't say that God shows light. It says God is light. And then he adds, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. So let's think about that thought just a little bit today, and let's talk about light and darkness and how we can ourselves come to the point that we are not afraid of the dark. Now, I know many of us are naturally afraid of the dark, but I'm talking more in a spiritual sense here. How can we deal with the darkness of anxiety? How do we deal with the darkness of depression or the darkness of addiction? How do we work our way through those things? I want to share with you three things today that I think might help us all. And the way we've been doing it for the last few weeks is choosing some different scriptures selectively. And I'd like to do that today. Three, three very important passages that I want to look at. The first one is found in Genesis chapter 1. And here's what we're going to see. We're going to say that we don't have to fear the dark because God is with us in the dark. I want to take you to the very first words of the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible. It's called Genesis. And there we find powerful, powerful introduction to our scriptures. Listen to what it says. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, in truth, if we can grasp hold of that and believe that statement, we have no trouble believing anything else in the Bible. If indeed God created all that we know exists, then he has no problem. We have no problem believing that he can face anything. Then it adds, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was an evening, and there was a morning one day. Now, what a start to the Scriptures. God created everything. But I want you to notice that as we think about this, before God created light, there was darkness over all the earth. The God who is big enough to create the heavens and the earth is big enough to fix that. 
There was no ogre hiding in this darkness. There was nothing that God couldn't handle. There was nothing that, that God couldn't take care of. But the scripture writer tells us that in the beginning, darkness covered the faces of the waters, covered the earth. It's important for us because we need to understand that God can handle darkness. He's not afraid of darkness. He's not afraid of the darkness that, that you experience and that I experience. He, there's nothing he can't handle, including our anxiety, our depression, and our addictions. But now what I want to do is zero in on verse 2 because I think this is very important to the point. Notice at the beginning of the creation that it was covered with darkness, but verse 2 says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now that word hovering is interesting in the Hebrew. It means literally at its deepest root to move or to brood over. It has the idea of movement. It has the idea of shuffling much as a mother eagle, a mother hen um, sets in a place to brood, moves her body in just a way to protect and to guide the children. The Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, on the darkness. You see, when God began to transform the earth into something something beautiful and compatible with his great plan. He started the work with his spirit. It is always the spirit of God that begins a work in us. But then I want you to see also that the spirit of God worked. The word means literally to brood over or to hover over. And that's why some translations, including ours, says to hover. It has the idea of a mother hen, a mother eagle. In fact, it's the same word that's created in Deuteronomy or, or that's used in Deuteronomy chapter 32 when the scripture writer says this, he that is God watches over his nest like an eagle and hovers, broods over his young. He spreads his wings, catches him and carries him on his feathers. You see, God is not afraid of the dark and he is with us in the dark. He doesn't flee dark situations. He doesn't absent himself from dark situations. Now, I know that sometimes when we're in those dark places, we feel like he's absent. We feel like, where is God? We feel like crying out, God, are you anywhere out there in this darkness? But he doesn't flee those situations. He's with us in the dark situation, brooding over us like a mother hen, like a mother eagle. He protects us. He feeds us to guide us. He is with us. Before going into Canaan to take the land, John, uh, God spoke to Joshua, the leader of the people, and here's what he said. He said in Joshua 1, Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid or discouraged because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The promise is carried throughout Scripture into the New Testament. God is with us, my friend, even in dark times. The second thing I want you to see is that God delivered us from the darkness. Not only is he with us in the darkness, he delivers us from the darkness. Jesus actually moved to free us, not just to help us get along, not just to help us cope, but to free us from the dark. Actually, that's the work of Christ on the cross. He died to set us free from sin and death. He died to deliver us from the darkness of sin's penalty, from the darkness that covers sin, from the darkness that results from sin. He came to free us. Peter said it this way. He wrote in his first letter, chapter 2, verse 9. He said, but you, talking to the believers, talking to you and I, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who 
called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a thought. You see, Peter says that when we come to Christ and when we look at Christ and, and receive the gift of Christ and for salvation, and we, we see him on the cross, we see him expelling the darkness. We see that he is freeing us from the dark. When the Spirit of God moves in our hearts, it's like a light coming on, right? Some of you have experienced that. Others of us have, have different ways of saying it and experiencing it, but what we see is that when God speaks to our heart, it's like a light comes on. We didn't see things before, and now we see them. We didn't understand things before, but now we can understand them. The Spirit of God sheds light. It brings light to free us from the darkness. When the darkness of anxiety, the darkness of depression, the darkness of, of discouragement, or even addiction is overwhelming and holds us captive, but we can hold to the truth that God has ultimately delivered us from darkness. Jesus is with you and me in our dark places, and he can deliver you from darkness as well. But the good news doesn't end there. Let me share your third thing with you. My third thought is this. God sends us into the dark. Not only is he with us in the dark, not only does he free us from the dark, but he sends us into the darkness. Isn't that amazing? God sends us out into dark places. He sends us out into places that may not be receptive. He sends us out into places that may not have too much light, but he sends us as light into the darkness. God doesn't just deliver us from the darkness to relieve our burden. There's something far greater in mind. He doesn't just relieve us from the darkness so that we can have relief or release us from the darkness so we can relief. As a matter of fact, he does so so that all people might see his glory and then we become witnesses of his grace and his power to save. You see, God delivers us from darkness so that he can make us light, so that he can shine his light through us, so that we can be a reflection of his light. Jesus was gathered with his disciples along the Sea of Galilee and he began to preach to them and others who had followed. And we now call it the Sermon on the Mount. Powerful, powerful truths in that sermon. And somewhere in that message, he spoke these words. And all of the gospel writers read it down. It's so important. He said, you, you are the light of the world. Talking about us. Talking about his followers. Talking about his people. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. <laughs> Several thoughts here that come to my mind. First of all, we observe that Jesus says we are light. Now, we think about being in darkness, and we think about needing the light of life. But once we have that light of life, and once Christ is in our heart, then we become light as we reflect Him and His glory. Secondly, we see that we're not made light to boast, but in order that we might shine. We don't have the light so that we can boast that we are in the light to those who are still in darkness, but rather to shine 
to those who are in darkness. He says, no one puts a light, uh, a lamp and uh, lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. No one puts it up on a shelf for show, but rather on a lampstand. That is rather where it can be seen, where it can be uh, understood. And, and that's us. We are not to boast about light. We are indeed a light to shine. And then I notice he says that our life can't help but be noticed. Verse 16, he says that, that people, I, we want you to shine, I want you to shine because people will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You see, our light can't help but be noticed. So God not only is with us in the dark places, not only has he freed us, through the death of Christ on the cross from the darkness, he has actually sent us into the darkness in order to be light to this world. And you say, Eddie, what's all, why is all this important? I'll tell you why it's important. Because you see, our role for impacting sin in our community is based on what we're saying. Uh, Chip has talked to us a lot about impacting sin in our community. How do we do that? How do we go about that? Well, our role in doing that is seen right here. We are light. We shine the light of Jesus in dark places. But that means we can't be afraid of the dark. We can't be afraid to go to dark places. We can't be afraid to go outside of the comfort of our confines. You see, we can't impact our community from the comfort of our home. We can't impact our community from the comfort of our church buildings or our high school auditoriums. We, we can't impact our community unless we go. And sometimes that means getting out into uncomfortable places and uncomfortable situations. We can't be afraid of the dark. Why? <laughs> we can't be afraid of the dark. Because God is with us in the dark. Because he's delivered us from the power of darkness. And because God is sending us out to be his witness. So I think I want to summarize this little appendix with this thought. We must remember that light always wins over darkness. The truth of the matter is darkness is difficult. Darkness is hard. Darkness burdens our soul. Darkness sometimes leaves scars on our soul. But we need to remember that light always wins over darkness. Have you ever been in a dark place and turned the switch on and light came in and suddenly became dark because the darkness won? No. Light always chases away the darkness. Light always overcomes the darkness. And my friend, I am confident after following him for so many years in my own life, not just from what the Word of God says, but by experience, that the light of Jesus always prevails. It always prevails, even in dark places. So today, I would say to you, today I would encourage you to let the light of Jesus invade your dark place, wherever you are. It may be one of the three things we've talked about the last few weeks. It may be that you are severely depressed or dealing with high anxiety. Maybe you've been under conviction for the last week about addictions, and yet all of these dark places seem to be filled with ogres that you don't know how to deal with. And they seem really big right now. And right now it seems like darkness is winning in your life. We look at our world, and sometimes it looks like darkness is winning in our world. Sometimes we look at our home, and it looks like darkness is winning in our home. 
But I want to tell you, the Bible makes it very clear that light always trumps darkness. And that the light of Jesus Christ will always prevail. So my friend, I think it's important for us to trust him. It's important for us to trust him, to trust that he is with us, to trust that he has freed us and liberated us from the darkness, and to trust that he has sent us into the darkness on mission and on purpose. And that is to impact sin with the glorious gospel of light. Let the light of Jesus invade your dark place. Second, let the light of Jesus deliver you from your dark place. Trust him. Depend on him. And let the light of Jesus shine in your dark place. Have you ever thought about that? Even in our darkest places, Jesus will use you to shine light. I think back of some dark places that I've been, some dark moments in my life, when I thought that God was surely through with me or God could not use me anymore because I had been so much time in this dark place. And I realized his forgiveness is incredible. His love is unconditional. His grace is free. And his mercy allows us to be used even as we're in those dark places and coming out. So just a quick reminder this week. I guess just... an exclamation point to the series, just a little appendix to say, God is not afraid of the dark, so we shouldn't be either. God is not afraid of the dark. He actually sends us into the darkness because he has freed us from the darkness, and he promises to be with us in whatever dark place we're in. So today, you can pray, and you can invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. There'll be people ready to pray with you. There'll be people here as you're listening to this, as you're watching this. There'll be people ready to pray, eager to pray, eager to talk to you and share with you more about how you can know Christ as your Savior and how light can come into your darkness and prevail in your life. My friend, that's my prayer for you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege we have to love you, to know you, and to serve you. I thank you that you are light and that light chases away darkness. I thank you, O Lord, that you hear us, that you love us, and that you respond even in our darkest places. Now, I pray for those who are listening today, watching today, that God, you would move and transform their, that you would hover over them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.